getting ready for another slash. Uh, no, I don't need one just yet. I'm all good. What's uh, what's a super British way to say taking a dump? Laying a cable. <laughs> I think we have that here. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I think I told you that one. I've never heard a slash before. <laughs> what no. is a slash? Like, is it a slash because like you're like beehole or? What the fuck? What the hell is going on? The Jets are playing the Patriots. Oh. This is this is my house. <laughs> Holy <It's>... shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my lovely girlfriend we... watching uh, a Jets game. It sounds like Brady just got sacked. Are we so. are we recording right now? Uh yes. Excellent. <laughs> we didn't start the backup. The Bears are up by three, <laughs> so that's good. Um, but yeah, going for a slash just basically means going for a piss. Is oh. it kind of like because there's like a slash in your pee hole? Or like yeah. your pee pee? Yeah, basically. <laughs> what the fuck? A slash in your pee hole? <laughs> Sorry, I meant pee pee, not the pee hole and salt. See, that's where the jalapeno is going to come in. You got to make sure you get all the seeds <laughs> out, right? Yeah. You, you, gotta, get it. you gotta stuff those in the uh, <laughs> hole. You don't want to get a jalapeno seed in your piss hole. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. That should be a death metal song. <laughs> Jalapeno seed in your piss hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just realized I got my air conditioner on. Let me turn that off. Doesn't it suck? That it's October fifteenth. You still need an air conditioner. Okay, that's better. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Time for some Jesus. Everybody, everybody all cleared out? I think so. I haven't let rip yet, so I'm all good. I will have to take a poop soon. Well, you might have to hold on to that for the for the break, Mike. Oh, fine. Know, man. Just, right. take, just take it through the bathroom with you so we can just listen to you. Yeah, you right. Know. Let's go. Just go where I'm at. Yeah. I'm a man. I can go wherever I want. Yeah. There's, <laughs> There's probably a garbage pail right by there. I have a bag. I'm sure you got one. Yeah, just squeeze, squeeze one out into your bag, man. Actually, I could just take yeah. all the cheese that's I'm eating, empty those out. Yeah. And then, uh... Yeah? <laughs> and give it to a homeless guy. You guys Welcome to All You Need Is Blood. UHM Horror Podcast with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. <laughs> Alright, we're off to a roaring start here. Alright, everybody, welcome to <laughs> welcome to episode 37 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. And uh, joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Mr. Shane Smith and uh, Mike Whittemore. Gentlemen, uh, are we less of a disaster today Hello. than we were last week? <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever. Also joining us back again, a uh, special guest and one of the only survivors of the missing podcast that I lost because I didn't record it, <laughs> George Pastore. George, how are you? Spoke Is he soon. there? So I know, great. Are you, you are recording this time, aren't you, Ryan? Please tell yes, us you're I recording. Am. Yeah. 
No, I think he's just trying to fuck me over. No, nah, I'm here. Last time. I'm here. <laughs> George, how are you? Doing good. My headset keeps losing connection through Bluetooth. So if you don't hear me, I'm here, but I have to reconnect my headset. Uh-oh. See the fancy wireless stuff? Got yeah. The old school wires. Yeah. If it's, yeah. Not, if, it's it's... Headsets, if it's not headsets, it's my laptop blowing up. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <clears throat> I am here and doing well. Thank you, guys. Excellent. We're glad to have you back. And this time I'm actually recording the podcast. So, um, you should... see that. I think that's it's debatable, but I think that's the most important part of it is to record yeah. it. Is it? Because really? then other people could listen to it too. And it's not uh, just us talking, you know? Yeah. So, so long as Ryan has got the backup going as well, then we're all good. The backup's running. Everything's good. recording. Good. I think. Let me, let me double check that as I'm saying that. Fuck's sake. Uh, yep. Looks like it's going. They picked that burp right up. <laughs> All right. So we are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. And uh, we're, we're going to discuss horror movies. We're going to talk shit. And we're going to do various other nonsense things, uh, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, TV shows, pretty much whatever um, comes up. And uh, we'll start off like we always do <clears throat> by uh, seeing what's going on with everybody. So uh, I'm actually going to start with you, George. Uh, you have anything interesting you've been listening, reading, watching, doing? Uh, not really. Just um, typical family life. Um, I just got recently got into a game called Amnesia, which is a free download on PlayStation this month, which is actually coming out to be a very good game. Is that the the Dark Descent? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's part of that, but it's all of the all the um, additional DLC is um, included in the download. So it's like a creepy point-and-click um, story-driven game where it's, you know, you run high and unlock um, puzzles. and But the story is excellent so far, and I'm really digging it. Yeah, I bought that on Steam a while back. I, I don't think I've actually ever played it, though. I think it's one of those ones that just builds up in my Steam collection. Val has yeah. it. She likes that a lot. Yeah, definitely give it a try. It's it's, it's, it's a pretty awesome game. Sweet. Oh, shit. Mm. I just Love farted. I just farted, and it fucking reeks. <laughs> oh my it reeks so bad it startled you. Yeah, there's a first. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I just got the second wave of that. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, you don't like get the smell tofu. Of it. You don't like the smell. That's of what you parts? get for eating scrambled tofu. That's what you get, dude. This is the pizza from last night. I could, smell, I could fucking smell the pepperoni. Holy pepperoni. shit. <laughs> you don't like the smell of your own uh, your own brand? Occasionally. That's one of the great pleasures in life. Yeah. yeah. Hot boxing. Hot <laughs> Oh, God. Shane's going to touch up on himself. So, so other than <laughs> shitting yourself, Shane, uh, what, what's been going on with you? Uh, I've been buying lots of stuff. Um, I <laughs> right, this is quite funny actually. I got a copy of Return of the Living Dead on Blu-ray a few days back, and remember, you, I, do you remember when you sent me a copy of More Brains on DVD, Ryan? A couple of years back, maybe two or three years back. Well, it turns out um, the special features has the whole More Brains documentary on the disc. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm like, ah, okay. So, 
yeah, so I got that. And um, also picked up a couple more Arrow discs. Um, got Demons 2. And, nice. um, and uh, Donnie Darko. Also picked up um, Deathgasm this week on Blu-ray. Um, Mike's Mike's favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And also got a copy of the Final Girls on DVD as well, which, funnily enough, is very hard to come by in the UK. Really? Yeah, it's really difficult to get hold of. You can't buy it in the shops. And hmm. when I went to go and order it in HMV, they apparently it's not on their system. So um, I had to resort to um, Amazon. And got it from there, which was kind of cool. And it was hit and miss whether it was actually going to be a playable disc for me. Um, oh, because it was Region 1, maybe? No. Well, I thought it was Region 1, because after I'd ordered it, I thought, oh, shit, I bet that's a Region 1 disc, and I'm not going to be able to play it. But it's not. It is actually a Region 2. Um, other than that, uh, buying lots of music. I got the new Marilyn Manson album this week. How's that going? It's actually surprisingly good. It's better than his last two albums, put it that He's way. He's probably sober when he was recording in the studio. That's <laughs> yeah. a big difference than his live performances. So Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I heard him interviewed on Howard Stern, uh, I think, a week or two ago, and he did not sound sober. <laughs> yeah, it's good point, actually. Yeah, so um, I got those. Um, I picked up an Ozzy Osbourne um, box set, uh, Prince of Darkness, it was called, and it's like four discs of B-sides, rarities, and live tracks. I've actually oh, got that. Cool. That's awesome. You've got that. Yeah. Yeah. And I paid eleven ninety nine for that, and then someone <laughs> told me it was like sixty dollars or something like that on Amazon. Yeah, that's steel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else did I pick up? Uh, oh, I got some really cool shirts um, in the mail. I got uh, my glow in the dark it t shirt. Oh, it um, came in. Yes, it came in finally. Funny thing is. Um, there was a UK company I ordered a shirt from. I ordered a uh, the Dark Knight Rises shirt from um, it's the Holy Grail uh, parody. So it's got the Dark Knight on the front in the shadow of the bunny rabbit. And um, <laughs> nice. actually, nice. yeah, and um, I actually got a free glow in the dark it shirt to go with it. Oh my god! So <laughs> I've got two it shirts. Um, so I don't know. I'm debating: do I give one away or do I put one in a like a fucking frame or something, and then wear the other one? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know, Shane. That's mm. up to you. Mm. Or you just don't have to do laundry for one more day. There is that. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, that is an idea. Awesome. <laughs> so how mm. how about you, Mike? You've been uh, doing anything interesting recently? Uh, uh, no, but I did have a uh, really shitty day yesterday, and that was, I was supposed to go to this uh, local 24-hour horror movie festival called The Massacre. They have it every year. They go to this local theater called the Patio Theater in Chicago, and they play horror movies for 24 hours. Like, in the morning, they'll give you free Frankenberry and and all that shit. It's it's really fun. Uh, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp is going to be there. The director from uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death is going to be there. Cool. Yeah, but you know, it was pouring rain yesterday. It was it was terrible. And I drove an hour to the theater and I was with Val. And we get out of there and she looks like a homeless person. She's got a blanket over her head. I got an umbrella. <laughs> and you know, she she's got a backpack on. We're trying to like smuggle like snacks in and like we do every year. And about halfway down the block, 
we're covered in water and these people come up to us and they're like, if you're going to the horror show, it got canceled. And we're like, what? So I went back to my Jeep and I'm sitting in the Jeep and I'm waiting for like an alert from the actual Facebook group and I'm not getting anything. And more and more people are commenting saying they were getting turned away. And apparently there was a giant hole in the roof that formed. (laughs) And I guess, you know, so the roof didn't, cave in they decided to cancel the whole show so yeah that was that was a big bummer so then i uh then we decided to go to rolling stone records it's a record shop here in chicago and i picked up the new uh, exhumed album which is a limited edition to 250 copies that was really good ass by the way yeah thank you i yeah I, I wasn't gonna buy it but then the, there was a sticker on it that said limited to 250. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, now I have to. <laughs> and uh, I bought another album. It's a live album by one of my favorite bands called Bloodbath. It's Bloodbath <laughs> over Bloodstack, uh, Bloodstock. It's a live album. It's really good. So I decided to go home after that. And my muffler falls off my Jeep oh as my I'm God. driving 40 minutes away from home. So I stop like three times and I'm under the Jeep and Val's under the Jeep because she's tiny and. I'm wrapping it with tape and everything. <laughs> so now my Jeep's outside, muffler wrapped in masking tape. and there's a- Masking tape? <laughs> I don't think that's going to hold. <laughs> it did for like 20 minutes until I got home. That's all that mattered. So, yeah, it was oh, a pretty crappy yeah. day, but I picked up some good vinyl, and it was okay in the end. Oh, yeah, I ordered some vinyl last night. I got the um, limited edition reissue of the Trick or Treat uh, double vinyl picture disc. Nice. From Waxwork Records. Oh, and yeah. Then, oh, I think I've... And then I looked at the price afterwards, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. That's, <laughs> that's going to take make a bit of a dent. Because it's going to cost me... Um, it was $54, including shipping. And... Which I worked out to be $40, or £40, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. And I have to say, I blame you, Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I blame Pat. It's pretty much her to the fault. website until she told me. She's like, "You ever heard of Waxwork Records?" I'm like, "No, what the hell is that?" She's like, mm-hmm. "They have like horror vinyl soundtracks." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty neat." And then they just like go all out. This website is like amazing. Yeah. You, if you have any I, sort of money, you will go there and waste it all. Yeah. Uh, did those guys put out that Evil Dead one uh, last yeah. year? Maybe it was this yes. year. Yes, yeah, with the cabin yeah. on it. Yes, yeah. yes. I saw that. I almost bought it. I, I, yeah. I, I stopped myself because I'm like, one, I don't have any way to play a vinyl record at all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, it'll go to waste. And like, I'm two, I'm like, I can't start like collecting music. That's too much. Yeah, yeah. it's rough. They have a Salem's Lot one. That was my, yes. my Facebook file picture for a while. That was amazing looking. I was but I've yet eye- to get any of that stuff. Yeah, I was eyeing up the Salem's Lot vinyl, but I couldn't justify spending seventy pounds on the yeah, vinyl. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, by the way, if anybody is a gamer, buy Shadow of War because that game is fantastic. That good, huh? Yes, and I don't care what anybody heard about microtransactions. You don't have to buy it to enjoy <laughs> the game. And if you complain, if you have the audacity to complain that the grind is too long in an RPG. Then you should not be gaming. Ah, the lazy children of today. Yeah, it's yep. like first they complain that games aren't long enough, and then if they're listen, if they're... there's a difference between a game not being long enough and padding out a game and to put in like a thousand of the same fucking things in a row just to make it seem longer. That's very true, but I mean, this is an open world RPG. It's like, no, I understand. Yeah, 
But there's, yeah, there um, are. I think, my... I think it's 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 getting a lot of flack. Um, who do, who makes that? WB. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think just because their practices are pretty shitty, so you know, all the game quote unquote game journalists um, have been uh, have been tearing a new one uh, for their their shitty behavior. Because I guess the argument is, if listen, if you're making us buy a sixty dollar game, then give us the game. Don't hide behind paywalls and. You know, right, and but uh, see that loot boxes and all that other shit, like games that use loot boxes, are usually like fifteen dollars or ten dollars or something. Yeah, but <clears throat> what's nice about this is they give you a lot of in-game currency, and nothing that you get in the loot chests or the war chests, whatever they call them, is. I mean, everything's available in the game itself. So they're just like I, I look at it as, if the game is good without microtransactions, then there's. It's not really a big deal if they're included in, especially if you can get everything anyway. And this also gotcha. helps the guy who's working nine to five, who comes home, like eats dinner, and at seven o'clock he has to sit down, wants to play a game. Maybe he doesn't have time to grind out all that crap, you know? So, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, my uh, myself, I didn't get a chance to do a whole lot this week other than watch Halloween movies. Um, but uh, I I did squeeze in another movie that I hadn't seen before. It's called Intruder, but it's not that intruder you're thinking of. It's not the 80s slasher that is amazing. Um, it is this, like, mid to late 70s sort of um, thriller where a group of criminals are all on this, like, island. And I can't remember why they were there. It, it's very poorly explained as to why all these criminals gathered on this island. But they, they're being <laughs> knocked off one by one. There's a killer on the island and they're all trying to identify the killer, and and there's I, I think you're trying to get the mansion on the island or something. I don't know. It's it's stupid, stupid plot. But the the story behind the movie is more interesting. Um, when you open up the, the the Blu-ray case, on the inside of the Blu-ray case, you know where where the the sleeve, where the the paper sleeve usually is. Uh, inside there is this like story about how they found this movie. And apparently uh, some guy was going around and he's in the business of uh, collecting like 35 millimeter prints of movies and stuff. So he bought like a bunch of warehouses that have like a ton of movies stored in there and he's always looking for good stuff. And he goes through and he, he pulls a box out and it says just intruder on it. And he's like, oh, it's that 80 slasher movie. Okay, whatever. And just goes by it. But then he, he like did a double take because he's like, you know what? That title didn't look it had, like it had the same font as the other intruder. So he opens it up and, like, you know, looks through a couple frames in the film, and he's like, what the hell is this? This isn't that movie. And uh, it turns out it's this, like, rare movie that <clears throat> never got, like, a full release. And, like, the director made it, and it essentially just got lost in time. And this guy found, like, the one print of it in uh, in this entire warehouse. Got all the rights to it and stuff. Put it out on, I think it's Code Red makes the uh, Blu-ray. Um, Great-looking Blu-ray and everything. The movie's... Not so great. There's some really funny parts. There's one part. Oh my god. It's like a 10 minute fight scene between this like 350 pound really fat guy and uh, this like really skinny dude. And they're like, they're in a kung fu fight for 10 minutes. And the fat guy is like doing all these karate moves. <laughs> I don't know if he's the, he's the director or what, but it is hysterical. This fat guy just beats the shit out of this skinny dude for 10 minutes. And it all, it all, they're like different locations. They're running through a house. They're going through the woods. They make it into a barn. And the fat guy climbs up on uh, some hay bales and they start, they're fighting on top of this, like, uh, this, like, top section of a barn. And then the fat guy throws a skinny dude off and he impales himself on a pitchfork. 
and then the fat guy just loses his balance and falls to the same pitchfork. <laughs> oh my god. It's amazing. I, I, I highly recommend you watch that scene. <laughs> Maybe not the movie itself, but the scene is definitely worth checking out. So, but yeah, that's that's just about it. Other than that, I've just been watching Halloween movies, which is why we're here, folks. Today, we're going over the entire Halloween series. And uh, this will probably be a two-part episode. Um, I imagine we'll split it up somewhere once I figure out a good place to split it. And uh, yeah, so we're going to go probably in order, but I've got a special surprise for you guys. Oh, no. Uh oh. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell anyone about this. It's not another stink bug, is it? It's not another stink bug. Although there is, there probably is one in this room somewhere. Um, I need you, Shane, to select a number between one and four. Three. Okay. Mike? Same thing. Same one through four. Yeah, it can't be three, though. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two. And George. Uh, I was going to say two. Nope. You're fucked. I am <laughs> fucked. All right. So um, I'll go with one. Yes. Good. I was going to pick four anyway. Mm. All right. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. For each film in the Halloween series, I'm going to hit the random number generator. And whoever's number comes up is responsible for essentially selling the movie to us. Like, why... Should you watch this movie, even if you hate the movie, <laughs> even if you hate the movie, you, you have to say why it's worth, it's... why it's worth watching. Okay. I didn't say you have to like it, but you have to say, why should you watch this movie? Now you can, you, I'm, real quick. It doesn't have to be, I'm not talking long here. I'm not talking like five minutes or 10 minutes. I just mean like, you know, a 30 to two, 30 second to two minute. Like here's why this movie's great. Or here's why you should watch this movie, whatever. And, uh, and that's it. And in each round, there will be a judge. I will be the judge of the first round. And whoever goes next, whoever gets selected, they'll be the judge for the, the following round. And we'll just keep going around until uh, we decide whether the person sold the movie to us or not. You know you're going to have to explain this like six more times, right? I don't know. Just fucking... <laughs> It's a way of getting somebody to talk about each movie. So, <laughs> talk about the movie when it's your turn, essentially. How many bathroom trips did it take to come up with this one? Dude. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm going through the random number generator, and we got number two. Fuck and me. And that is who? Mike. All right, Mike. <laughs> Why should you watch <laughs> Halloween? Oh, I got an easy one. Um, Okay. <laughs> um uh you should watch halloween because it has amazing tension in it the uh the killer well, th well thankfully it's not a slasher movie so um <laughs> um you got me on that one yeah. the That's an inside joke from the uhm board <laughs> um no but halloween's an amazing movie it's great for the time uh, a lot of people uh, bring up the movie Halloween. They associate it with a holiday. That's pretty rare to do nowadays to associate one movie with like a holiday and have it be actually good. Um, the killer is has uh, Michael Myers' amazing tension. Uh, the thing that separates us between other movies is in the background, you'll see Michael Myers staring at Jamie Lee Curtis and there's no music or anything. It's just John Carpenter just threw him back there and goes, just like, be creepy, you know, and he's just staring and it's, it's phenomenally 
paced and it's got a great killer, great look and awesome tension. Excellent. I'd say that was a pretty good job there, Mike. Thank you. I'm going to give you a solid, I want to watch the movie now. Okay, good. Excellent. Good work. So, um, yeah, 1978. Everybody sort of knows this movie, right? If you're a horror fan, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know Halloween. You've probably seen it. Um, you probably own it, and if you don't, you probably why the fuck not? It. Do you think um, that this is, like, uh, one of the greatest slashers of all time? Yes. Um, yeah, I'd put that. I'd very much put that up there. George? Yeah, I would. We're talking about two or the original? The original. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, so interestingly, and I didn't even know this, this was essentially done as an independent film. Um, and it, it which, which seems weird today because it's such a, you know, a big commercialized thing that exists now. But, um, it was a really small budget. Um, it got put out and a studio eventually picked it up and it went on to become one of the most successful independent films of all time. And, um, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. It's my favorite part of the first Halloween is actually the music. Uh, I, the music in this, and I know everyone probably knows the, the Halloween theme, but everything else that's in the movie that Carpenter did himself, all the stingers, you know, when, when you see like Michael come around a corner and it's like, doesn't like, <laughs> it's so good. I love all the stuff in it. The music is its own character in this movie. Um, and I think it really, like you had mentioned about the tension, Mike, that's what really ratchets up the tension for me in this one. Oh, I, yeah. I think uh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. One of the best scores of any movie. And, um, yeah, just fucking completely awesome. Um, interestingly, in this one, uh, Carpenter wanted either Christopher Lee or Peter Cushing to play Loomis, but he couldn't get them. So he got Donald, I mean, he got, uh, Donald Pleasance instead, which is pretty funny because they're all like famous British actors all in the, in the horror world, too. He ended up becoming really close to Pleasance, too, because Pleasance was in a couple of his movies. Yeah, yep. He was the president. Can someone explain how he's the president in Escape from New York when the man is obviously British? (laughs) Does anybody care? (laughs) (laughs) It's Donald fucking Pleasance, for crying out loud. It's hysterical, though. I love that. Like, no one thought of that. They're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. No one's going to question it. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, this movie's great. Shane, what do you what do you think about the original Halloween? You think I this f- is like a, uh, a real standout film? I fucking love this movie. It is one of those films that Mike described it perfectly. The tension, the atmosphere, everything about it is perfect. Um, for me, this is one of my go-to movies. It's the first movie I watch on Halloween itself. Because I have a select... Well, I have a selection of movies that I watch on Halloween every year. Halloween is always the first one I watch because I fucking love it. Um, And it's funny because, I mean, this last week I've been watching, obviously I've been watching most of the franchise because I, well, I thought to myself, because I I did say this to Mike before, I thought to myself, I'm not going to bother watching every single movie because I've seen them so many times. I've seen some of them so many times. I was just going to watch the ones that I was less familiar with. But when it came to Halloween, I had to fucking watch it again because to me, that movie is perfection. The soundtrack, the atmosphere, Jamie Lee Curtis, 
like Donald Pleasance, everything about that movie is just right. It really is. And I think that if anybody disagrees, then you can go and shove a fucking pitchfork up your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh words, Shane. Harsh words. I don't give a fuck, but you know this. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. I really do. Um, to the point where I'm actually trying to find a copy of it on, oh, the soundtrack of it on CD. And it's, oh, yeah. it's becoming increasingly hard to find. The last time really? I, yeah, I, last time I checked, it was £120. Holy the, shit. Yeah, for the CD because it's out of print. So, um, but, but, I trust you guys saw the link I posted on our groups uh, the other morning, the uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross version of the Halloween theme. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, listen to that. That was actually really good. Yeah, I loved it. I was, I think I listened to it like three times. Over like, and we yeah. Came. I posted it like the same time you did on my own wall. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... That was... It's just perfect. It's such... So well done. And then the album... That's on. It's actually um, John Carpenter has done the collaboration <clears throat> with a lot of major artists um, to do an album full of reinterpreted themes of his film. Oh, that's fucking cool. Is and that it, album out yet? It comes out on Friday on the 20th. I didn't know that. Awesome. So I will be picking that up on Friday. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's... I just loved it. I, I love the film. There's like just the music. You can tell, obviously, it's late seventies, and it's you know, <clears throat> you could probably put a disco beat behind the Halloween theme, and it go down a storm in a in a fucking club in the seventies. You know, <laughs> like like the uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, where they've got the disco. In it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think to me, this movie is is perfection i really do yeah yeah it's it's absolutely great um loomis is probably like uh, of the characters like my favorite part of the movie because he is just fucking relentless from the beginning of the movie to the end when he's like when they first when they first show him and he's like in in the car with uh with the nurse headed to the insane asylum and he's like telling her the rules up until the very end when he fucking guns down michael myers like he is no joke he's just unloads into this guy like you, you, whenever you see a movie and they've you know they get like one shot off and they're like is he dead no Loomis doesn't fuck around with that shit he just unloads <laughs> yeah. boom, 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 boom. just everything he's got into him great it's fucking fantastic um, and you know I the best part about this movie I, I find anyway is that you don't know anything about Michael Myers all you know about him is what Loomis tells you that he's just a fucking relentless psychopath like all you know is that when he was a kid he killed his sister and her boyfriend and that's it. And that's all you need to you know. know. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. I I like the mystery sort of behind it. Or or even if there's not a mystery and you're just like, what's the story behind him? It doesn't matter. He's just a fucking psychopath. Like, mm-hmm. that's the story. I think that's what... I think that works best. Yep. Like, in, in, a lot of people forget when you, when you watch this movie, if you watch it as a standalone and never saw or heard about the rest of the Halloweens, you don't know that Jamie Lee Curtis is his sister. That doesn't yeah. get introduced <clears throat> in, until the second one. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fucking psychopath, like, terrorizing a, a street filled with babysitters, which is fucking awesome. It's a great great plot idea for a slasher. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, what, George, what do you think about the first one? I I fucking love it. I mean, I'm gonna. I was probably like seven or eight years old when I seen it, and I wasn't. Um, obviously that was a long time ago for me. I mean, I'm not gilded by what's currently out today. So back then when I seen it as a kid, it was literally just terrifying. I mean, completely terrifying. Um, this guy was just a blank white mask walking around and just, he always cling to the shadows. And he's, he, I love how corporate filmed him as more in the background than in the forefront. Like every scene, you always find yourself looking in the background for him coming out of a closet or some like shadowed section of the screen. Um, the music was perfect for the movie, and you described Donald Pleasance and Loomis. I mean, he he gave you all the information you need to know about him, and he sold it from the beginning of the movie when he was in the car with the nurse of how he described him as like the epitome of evil. And yep. that's all you needed to know. You don't need to know anything else about him. And the way he just stalked around the entire movie. Some people today would see it and say, oh, the movie's boring or has pacing issues. But it's it's just a, it's what slashers are supposed to be like. They're, they're slow burn kind of just what's going to happen next. And make sure you keep watching the background of, the, of each scene because you don't know what's going to happen and where. Yeah, I think Mike hit the nail on the head when he when he talked about the tension because that that really is the uh, heart and soul of the movie. It really it's is sort of building this unrelenting tension. It never goes down either. I like to I I I don't know the the daytime parts. I love like for whatever reason I just feel like everything works. You know, even in the day when the characters are interacting and you see Michael just like in the background of a scene stalking somewhere, driving his creepy ass car around. It's fucking. It's like brilliant the way uh, the way they could do stuff like that. And movies today copy it. Still, I mean, I, oh yeah. The first thing I thought of when I saw it follows was the, the scene when she's looking out the window and she sees the old lady walking towards the school. The first thing I thought of was like, oh my god, this is Halloween. Oh, absolutely. This absolutely. is Halloween, which is great. I mean, I love it. And, but I mean, you could tell the the makers of It Follows actually were act, admiring Halloween for what it is and putting oh, their yeah. spin on that scene. Yep, and the uh, and the music in it follows as well is, uh, oh, is definitely a plus. They, they have a lot of Carpenter influence in that movie. Yep, phenomenal. Yeah, so this one this one's an absolute classic, and it's you know despite what some people would say, it is absolutely the father of the slasher genre. It is the <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the it is a slasher. It's the you sure? Daddy. You sure about that? Yes, it is definitely a slasher, and it, and it sort of fathered the slasher explosion that came up after. Because if if there was no Halloween one, there'd be no Friday the Thirteenth, there'd be no Nightmare on Elm Street, the there, burning. there'd be none of these. The burning, like any slasher that came out after it, there'd be none of those if it wasn't for uh, the uh, the original Halloween. Um, and be and mostly because it's sort of like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, it's it, it's like um, the first. The first X-Men movie was the first, like, big-budget, like, Hollywood, you know, comic book movie. There wouldn't be the Avengers if it wasn't for that first X-Men movie being a success. There Correct. wouldn't be any slashers if it wasn't for Halloween. Um, but, I mean, they would probably exist, but they'd be stuck in some shitty, you know, you get horrible production and nobody would actually put effort into them. But, uh, but yeah, we're we're blessed with a an overflow of slashers thanks to it. And, um, 
absolutely one of the greatest movies. Um, probably just a movie in general of all time. I mean, even... It's probably on a bunch of lists as, like, you know, whatever. Top 100 movies or something. I didn't bother doing any research, but uh, it's probably there. It has to be. It's gotta be. It's influenced so much. Yeah. And uh, one of the things it influenced is a spawn of sequels that came up. So we're going to go on to uh, Halloween 2. I'm going to bring up the old random number generator. All right, number three. Who the hell was that? Shane. Bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane. Why don't you tell me why we should watch Halloween 2? Why should we watch Halloween 2? Yeah. And Mike, you're going to decide whether or not Shane has sold us on it. Oh, okay. Halloween 2, for me, um, is a very good movie. It's basically... Michael Myers running a mock around a hospital, killing off all the doctors and nurses, and trying to stalk Laurie Strode and uh, trying to kill her off once and for all. Um, it has some awesome kills in this one, I think, particularly um, the nurse who gets stabbed in the back and looks like she's got something shoved up her ringer. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, because that for some reason that one always that one always sticks in my mind. But, um, yeah, I think uh, this movie itself, it's, again, with the tension, the fact it's got Laurie Strode in it, they didn't get someone else to play her. Um, Donald Pleasance in this yet again, which was great. Um, there was just quite a lot of, well, again, it's the whole tension builder as well. It's just perfect in every way. And I think it's a worthy sequel to um, Halloween itself. Um, I just think it was really cool that uh, a lot of the characters in it get off so quickly and how the film itself pretty much starts where the last one left off. That's so, yeah. the main problem I have with two is where the, really? where, where two starts because if you watch them back to back, you see so many mistakes and like issues with two taking up where one left off. Like the right. whole the house is different, everything's different. It's like they, they couldn't continue it the right way. If you've ever noticed the house is different in the beginning of the second one and the first huh. one. I, I actually just watched this, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that. Them, I might yeah. be watching them next week at a movie theater. Um also I'll see if I can pick up on that. Like the balcony on the on the house in the first one is like in the on the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we lost his Bluetooth. So what do you think, Mike? Did Shane sell us on that one? Uh yeah. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah, like the balcony on the the of the first house and the first one is like on the back of the side of the, of the house, but in the, the second one it's at the front of the house. It's on the totally opposite side of the house. Hmm. I ah. never noticed that. And I never even, noticed it. Even when Loomis fires his gun, he fires it six times in the first one and like seven or eight times in the second one. Hey, it's called Hollywood <laughs> Ammo, man. He's got one of those eight shooters, huh? He's got the yeah. infinite clip. Yeah, it's the Hollywood Ammo. You can just tell it was it was filmed it was filmed over again for the second one. That was the main problem I had with it. Yeah, I think Carpenter even talked about that before that he regrets like filming additional scenes. That like he even he when they went back to film this one, um, he, Carpenter didn't direct this. Uh, it was directed by um, uh, Rick Rosenthal, uh, whose other notable directing talents are uh, Halloween Resurrection uh, and oh. and The Birds Two: The Landing. Ah. Oh. There was a second Birds movie? <laughs> I just bought it on VHS this year. Are you fucking joking? I remember, 
I remember watching it one time. It's actually really hard to find. Like, you cannot find this fucking movie. It's not on DVD. It's not on anything. Like, it's only on VHS, and it is shit. I've not even <laughs> fucking heard of this one. Don't don't try to find it. It's awful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, but, but Carpenter was pretty involved in this production. He, um, you know, he wrote it and produced it. Um, but he... Uh, for whatever reason, he didn't take the directing chair, but he did direct some scenes, and he even went back and, like, reshot certain, like, some scenes and put it into, um, these reshot scenes for the first movie and put it into, like, a television version of the movie. Huh? Which is so fucking, oh, yeah, it's so weird. Like, recreated scenes and stuff, like, um, George just mentioned with the guns, you know, the, the shooting and all that. They didn't need to do that, but I think he was afraid they may not have had the rights um, so he reshot a bunch of stuff, and he's like, "I really regret doing that," <laughs> which is which is so weird. Yeah, the only way um, you'll notice the difference though is if you watch them back to back, like I did. Like if you watch them yeah. one and two back to back, you'll notice blatantly notice the the opening of the second one isn't even close to how the first one ended. Yeah, I'm gonna pay attention to that next time I see him. So, but uh, the movie itself, um, what would you think about everything in the movie, George? Is it is it a um... Is it an improvement or a detriment to the first one? It's on par. It's not an improvement. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously the, the director behind the camera doesn't have the techniques that Carpenter had. I mean, there wasn't as much, like, didn't make you pay attention to the shadows like the first one did or in the background scenes like the first one did. And the second one, Michael was more up and in your face than he was in the first one. He's, he was definitely more of um, a prominent character in the second one than the first one. To me. Yeah. Which, I mean, some people may like that more, and some people may not like that more. But, I mean, as a movie itself, I thought the movie is pretty damn good. It's not on par with the first, but I think it, it's better than all the other sequels for the franchise. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a bold statement, my friend. I don't know that I agree with you on that one. Um, huh? I was actually a little bit... This is probably like the sixth or seventh time I've watched this movie and I was actually a little bit let down on uh, on it this time like it, it... <laughs> wow <laughs> this is what happens when it's NFL Sunday in my house <laughs> I'm glad I'm recording this because people don't believe me <laughs> um, so yeah um I don't think this holds up as well as even some of the other sequels. Um, I think this one, well, the first movie's amazing, um, you know, in terms of everything that goes on at the music, the acting, the cinematography, everything is sort of brilliant in that movie. This one doesn't have a lot of those features, but where the, the other sequels sort of put in for lacking some of those, like, you know, good movie making techniques, they put in a lot of fun. Like, there's, there's more gore, or it's funny, or it's, you know, something else. This movie just, like, lacks, I don't know, I'm gonna say, like, uh, something else to draw me in. Like, I just end up, like, not caring. And I can remember even when I was a little kid renting this movie from the video store, it never fucking, like, I, I never went back to it, you know what I mean? I'd go back and watch the first one over and over, and I'd go back and watch, like, even, like, four and five, but I never went back for part two. It never grabbed me, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Mike? Um, I'd give the first Halloween like a strong eight out of ten, and I'd give I'd also give this one an eight out of ten. I think that, really, yeah, I think I'm I also, par, huh? yeah, I also think it's the best sequel. Um, it's just got like okay, like 
Michael Myers is like a minor character in the first. In the second one, they put all new kinds of information in there, and he's basically like, thanks to Jamie Lee Curtis, like the main, you know, protagonist. And I think they did it very well. Like they, like the whole movie, the whole first movie is like one giant movie of tension building up to Halloween two, in my opinion. And I just think that the hospital setting was brilliant. I yeah. thought Jimmy Lee Curtis in it was brilliant. And they added yep. in not as much tension as the first one, but enough to make it just an outstanding sequel, in my opinion. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning out to be the best podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm dying over here. Uh, so Shane, what do you think about Halloween 2? Is it a worthy successor? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. See if it's not if, it, so? if it's if it's not um Elisa, it's George's kids. This is great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do. I do think it's right. Um I think it's I I agree everything what Mike said. Um you know, it is a worthy successor. It's also, I agree with him on his score. And um, I just think it's superb. You think it's as good as the original? Yeah, I do. Really? Hmm? Wow. Boy, I guess I'm in the minority on this one. I just did <laughs> yes, not. Fucking art. You're wrong, Brian. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. No, this, this, this one just never grabbed me. I always thought it was like... Um, I don't know. I I, uh, I sort of liked that it was like immediately after on the next day, but at the same time, uh, I didn't love um, sort of how the the main character ends up being you know almost handicapped and hindered because you know she's she's beaten up from the first one. She can't like run and escape, and um, like this this the scene I always think of is when she's outside. Uh, I can't remember if she's at the police station. It's when after she gets out of the hospital, and I think she's going to the police station or something. And um, Loomis and the sheriff are like going in, and she's like laying on the she's like laying on the ground in the parking lot, and she's trying to call to them, but she can't like use her voice. I'm like, oh come on, just fucking scream, <laughs> say something. Um, I don't know. It always it always gets me that that's like okay, you're just you're just doing this on purpose in in place of proper tension building. You have to make it more tense because the character can't do something. I don't know. What about that hot tub scene though? Hot tub oh. scene's great. I yeah, will I will never yeah. speak ill of the hot tub scene. I, I love Brilliant how kill, like too. if that movie was made today, there would be so much music in the background. <laughs> There'd be so many like sound effects. <laughs> you don't see that. You just see some some naked chick cleaning herself and in the background her boyfriend's getting brutally butchered with nothing. No sound at all. It's awesome. Yeah, but these days, you're right, these days the soundtrack would be some fucking thumping techno shite, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh yeah! Let's appeal to the kids. Let's appeal to the new generation of horror fans. Stay and off my all... lawn. Uh, yeah, get off my kids land. Kids love dubstep. Uh, Some dubstep right behind this thing. The one thing different about the second one too is, you know, he's an imposing figure from the beginning because because of the first movie. The son of a bitch just survived what six gunshots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's still debatable if all of them hit him, but still, the motherfucker was shot at least five times. Did and the then before the Mio did it, you know. Yeah, and then like the one scene in two that sticks out to me is like where she runs to the hospital, back into the hospital after she sees him, and she closes the door, 
and the motherfucker just walks like right through the glass door. <laughs> that that is awesome. That yeah, is pretty cool. <laughs> he doesn't flinch. He doesn't like give resistance to it. He just walks through the fucking door. <laughs> can, I, can I mention my favorite scene in the movie, which is when uh, it's it's like right towards the beginning, and they're they're Michael escapes and they're looking around for him, and Loomis and the sheriff see a guy in a Michael Myers mask. And Loomis pulls a gun on him, and, and the kid turns around, and a fucking car just absolutely obliterates yeah. this kid and explodes into flames. I like how you're like, holy shit! Like you don't see the kid's face, but you like could tell the way he's thinking by the way he walks. He's like, what the fuck? You know, he's trying to like walk real fast <laughs> away. He's like, what the hell's going on? It's one of the best kills in the entire series. And it's Loomis's fault. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say my favorite my favorite kill in this movie is the nurse when she looks like she's received a um, one of our patented uh, jalapeno um, flashlights up the ringer. You know? <laughs> the ringer. <laughs> um, so uh, another thing that I sort of picked up on this last time I watched these movies. So in the first one. Um, they're watching the, the the characters are watching the thing from another world on TV. Yes, and then in this one they're watching Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, yep. Which I thought is it's, it's all pretty interesting. Like the they they sort of put at their um, their influences <laughs> in each movie. I thought that's kind of cool. What I uh, I do have to say, this should have been the very last Michael Myers movie. Yes, because spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie that was almost forty years old is that um, he fucking blows up <laughs> and his face melts away and you don't see Loomis. So he blew up too. So that's yep. it. And, and like, and what it gets me is like, yeah, they have some supernatural elements as how, you know, Loomis like unloaded oh my a God, don't. into him, but there's we'll, nothing. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But there's nothing <laughs> specifying that he's more than just a dude in a mask in either of these. So yeah, that's why I mean I think it should have really just ended with this. That's it. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, a lot of people would agree to that. Like we don't, ne- you don't need to continue the Michael Myers story. Um, you know, would have been fine to just let it go. Yeah. And in multiple times they tried to replace Myers essentially to be like, no, we're done with this character. We're going to bring someone else in as the villain. Um, but they've <sighs> never succeeded, uh, just despite trying it as much as they can. Which the next time they tried it was in Halloween 3 when they just fucking gave up and just got rid of Michael himself. <laughs> yeah. And that'd so be great. We hit, we'll hit the old random number generator. Number one. All right, George. Why should we watch Halloween 3? <clears throat> because it is the movie that tries to buck the trend in a franchise. Um, you want to see a movie that goes out there to be something different and start and keep a franchise going by starting a new story. This is what you want to see. And I mean, Halloween three is everybody thinks, Oh, Michael Myers, Michael Myers, but Nope, you're going against fucking, uh, androids and killer masks. (laughs) I mean, how do you not be on board for this? I mean, they buck the trend. They keep the title Halloween and, you're going to get with a story where uh, an evil empire of corporate America is making these masks that make kids ex- kids' heads explode with 
fucking snakes and bugs if you watch a certain commercial advertising it with a signal buried deep within. So it's like, it's one of the first technological horror movies, too, if you want to think about it. I mean, it's it's involving technology. It's, it's got Halloween. It's got fucking... Oh, Tom Atkins. <laughs> I mean, what else? <laughs> yes. What else do you need? I mean, it's it's got everything. It's got androids that bleed yellow blood, and it's I I think it's a fantastic movie. People don't like it because it's got the Halloween title and doesn't have Michael Myers. But if you if you watch it as it's meant to be, as an own independent film, it's I think it's a great horror movie. Awesome. What do you think, Shane? Did he sell us on that one? Yeah, he did because I agree with him. Um, 100% on that. I think it's a really good movie. And like George said, is as a standalone movie, it is a great horror movie. It really is. And yeah, I, it, I do love seeing the heads exploding. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so good. When those, when any little kid gets it, obviously it's a plus. But they oh, really yeah. get it in this one. Yeah, it's like yeah, he's not coming back from that. That's going to take more than this. <laughs> that's going to take more than a sticky plaster and a kiss from mummy. You get bring him back but yeah a, a, a sticky plaster yeah what? a band-aid <laughs> i mean the mask, every episode chain the mask melted to the kid's head in a prolonged yeah. scene where he's peeling it off and then his body crumples to the floor and what's left is fucking maggots cockroaches and snakes i mean that's amazing yep yeah i i love the over-the-topness of this movie it is so fucking beyond, like, what you would normally expect in a movie. Like you had mentioned, George, there's, like, it's not just one thing. It's not just, like, killer robots, and it's not just um, masks that melt your face, and it's not just, like, druid priests, and it's, it's like, this entire fucking chaos yeah. that's going on in this movie. There's, like, Stonehenge, there's fucking witches, there's, there's like you said, the technology, technological stuff going on. There's the, the TVs, there's killer robots, there's people disappearing, it's a murder mystery, it's a fucking romance, it's everything. It's got everything you want. You like it, it's in there. It does, it's got everything. And, like you mentioned, Tom Atkins, at the height of his sexual powers, the man is unstoppable. He shows up with that mustache and panties hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking machine. I love that guy. I got to see him, I got to meet him again this year. I had him sign, uh, he signed my Halloween box set. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is, he's like, where do you want me to sign? I'm like, right in the fucking front, because you're the best one in every one of these movies. <laughs> best, best fucking character, Tom Atkins. Let me add one other thing love with it. Halloween 3, too. I mean, Halloween introduced us to, like, the traditional, um, killer theme. I, but Halloween 3 brings in a brand new theme with the fucking Silver Shamrock commercial. Absolutely. Well, the, the, the music in this, well, I was going to mention that. I'm glad you brought it up. I would have forgotten it. Uh, the music in this is fucking fantastic. Other than the first one, um, this one might be the best score. Yeah. You know, from the first, because every other Halloween, obviously, they borrow, they borrow Carpenter's score and, you know, use it again. Um, but this one gets its own thing, and it's fucking amazing. Classic 80s synth. They sort of keep that Carpenter, um, his sort of sensibilities. I don't know if he wrote the music in this or not. I haven't actually looked that up. But, um, but it is fucking awesome. Um, great music in this. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, um, who also directed Fright Night 2, which is a fucking pretty decent sequel that does yeah. not get enough credit. And, uh, and Mike, you'll be interested in this. He wrote Amityville 2. 
Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, all the fucked up shit in yeah. Hill 2 was thanks to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. Fucking brilliant. What do you think of Halloween 3, Mike? Oh, I love Halloween 3. I At first, when I first initially watched it, I was kind of like everybody else. I was like, ah, I don't really care for it. But as more as I watched more horror, I went back to it constantly. And it's, it's really fun. It's so different that uh, it just proved they, they didn't need Michael Myers to make a good like Halloween movie. And what I, I like about this is like, I think it's when Tom Atkins is sitting in the bar and he's watching TV and you see the events of Halloween are on TV like it was a movie. Yeah, they're playing Halloween on TV. That's right. Yeah. yeah so I feel like like Season of the Witch is a movie in the John Carpenter uh, universe and opposite. Like Halloween is a movie in this universe, in my opinion. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. They like mirror off one another and how it's just like different universes and stuff. It's it's pretty neat. It's killing kids i mean i'm all for that so (laughs) i'm all for that if it's small if it's small and evil kill it yes (laughs) yeah i i i I love this movie so much um i think even today now this is at a big resurgence um in in recent years people have come to love the movie uh but for a long time this was the fucking black sheep of the halloween family like, people hated this fucking movie. Completely unjustified. Oh, yeah. yeah. They hated it because there was no Michael Myers. But if this was released just as Season of the Witch, not, you know, not as Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, um, this would be an, a complete 80s classic. People would be talking about this in terms of their favorite horror movies and stuff. Um, but uh, but it, it gets a bad rap, unjustifiably so. It's, it's fucking, it's a really, really good movie. And it's it's one of my favorite. I mean, it, it's not really a sequel because it has nothing to do with the other ones, yeah. like you guys mentioned. But um, it's maybe my favorite Halloween sequel um, because I fucking love this movie so much. Uh, and if you if you go on to our Facebook page, you can see our uh, I Halloween threed all of our faces yeah. with the uh, silver shamrock masks. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, yeah. Uh, so this one this one's great. Um, I would recommend this to anyone. Like, even if you're not into horror movies, you want something fun to watch. Like, on Halloween, if you want to watch something fun, watch Halloween 3. Last year, I got to see this and Trick or Treat at a movie theater um, and a double bill. It was fucking amazing. People were cheering. It was great. Oh, Tom Atkins goes on screen, fucking oozes machismo all over the place. Raw sexual power. (laughs) You cannot be tamed, folks. Would you have sex with Tom Atkins? If he asked me, yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> um, it depends. What's what's the state of his mustache? Oh, it's in full force. Oh well, I wouldn't have a choice then. Ryan would drop his panties and it'd be fucking straight bent over a table yeah. straight away. That's right, folks. <laughs> you can't stop Tom Atkins. Look, the man is just pure testosterone. Oh man. So um. So yeah, Halloween three is fucking absolutely amazing. I'm just loving the background noise. <laughs> this is awesome. I don't know. I, I don't know what's happening in the game, but I, I'm going to guess that something bad happened to the Jets. <laughs> um, but yeah, let let's move on. Just because this got so much backlash, they decided to eighty six the idea of having a different Halloween themed movie every year because that was a plan originally. They were just going to come out with a movie calling it Halloween and having a different story. 
So every every you know future series was going to be something different, not Michael Myers. But because fans fucking lost their shit and they're a bunch of crybabies, uh, we had to bring Michael Myers back. So that brought us Halloween Four, uh, the Return of Michael Myers. And I just hit the random number generator, and I got two. That's you again, Mike. Excellent. Okay, Mike. Why should we Why should we watch Halloween Four? Uh, Daniel Harris. <clears throat> Careful. That's it. Yeah. Um, That's it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Harris is probably one of the best child actors I've ever seen. She did so well in Halloween Four that it's just crazy it's ridiculous um i i enjoy the story i mean it's 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 different i i, I could tell that they really tried to do something <laughs> like anything just please bring back michael myers because season three was such a train wreck but uh i i that's pretty much it uh donald pleasance is good too but as i stated before this he shouldn't exist he fucking blew up um <laughs> just, he if, if Michael Myers walks out of the room and his face is melting, Donald Pleasant's head, the, the lighter or whatever he was holding, like he would have been incinerated. He's gone forever. And he's just got a little burn on his face. And it's like, oh, <laughs> a little scar. Yeah, it's it's just I think Daniel Harris was the best part about this whole movie. I mean, just if you watch her acting, I don't know how they got this little girl. I don't know the backstory, but she just she acts her ass off. And it's just so entertaining to watch. It's it's amazing. But other than that, I that's all I could really say for this movie. All right. What, what do you think, George? Did Mike sell us on Halloween 4? Or are you still a little hesitant? No, he, he sold it. Because a lot of people were really bummed with Halloween 3 that Michael Myers was not in the storyline. And all you have to do is advertise another Halloween movie with the tagline of Return of Michael Myers. And it's like everybody's on board instantly. And uh, I kind of like Halloween 4 as well. It's, I think it's probably my second, maybe my third favorite sequel outside of um, Everybody Hates 6, but I love 6. But anyway. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you just, play, you just played your card, pal. Now I'm after you. But, um, I mean, as far as 4 goes, Mike hit it on the head, too. I mean. He he blew the fuck up, <laughs> and he he should not exist, and it, Loomis should not exist. I don't know how Loomis just survived with like a little burn scar on his face. <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, yeah, but he's got that great the the hand. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, wasn't Myers wasn't Michael Myers just wrapped in bandages in the beginning of four? Oh fuck! I'm trying to remember. Yeah, how four opens yeah, up. yeah. Because he went to like the local like uh, like a garage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And he was That's... wrapped in bandages, so. And he happened to find another fucking blank William Shatner mask. And okay, <laughs> he finds maybe the worst fucking mask of all time. Sometimes it even has blonde highlights. It's blonde. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what the Do you know what? Right, now, you say that. When I watched this the other day, I thought, hang on a minute. There's one scene where he's got brown hair. There's another scene. Yes. Hang on a minute. He's got fucking blonde hair. Michael Myers yeah. does not have blonde hair. <laughs> the story behind that is they 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 ordered some Halloween some Michael Myers masks to get made and apparently they showed up and they were pink faces with blonde hair and they had to fucking like color the hair and paint the faces white 
like, on the spot. Which is why the mask looks exceptionally shitty. Like, it, even even when it's got the right hair color, it still looks like garbage. Um, and for whatever reason, the the blonde fucked up one made it into the movie. Like, why yeah. didn't anyone, didn't, wasn't the guy behind the camera watching this being like, hey, that's one of the bad masks. Don't use that mask. That, that, that one's fucked up. It's got blonde hair. Oh, like, let's did just, no one notice? Yeah, let's just put it in because it's in the dark. It's a dark part of the movie. No one will notice. Yeah, right. They were in the school. It was dark. Yeah, it'll probably slip by. No, the mask is the fucking worst in this one. In the first two, it was actually the same mask they used in in part two. Um, they uh, they happen to have the mask got saved and got used in the second movie. So that's why you know no one complains about the mask in two. And and fucking this one, it's just absolute garbage. I'm like, how could you do this? Imagine if they had an adjacent mask, and instead of it being white, it was like black. And you're like, no, that that doesn't look like Jason. That's that's something else. You wouldn't film a scene with it. You'd be like, oh fuck, it's the right mask. <clears throat> I don't know. That it, that bothers me to no end in this movie. But I think that is uh, an example. That, that's just an example of the movie itself. I feel this movie falls short. I used to like this one, but watching it again this year, I fucking I don't like it. I don't like Halloween four, and uh, it's boring. There's no great kills. Except there's one good kill. There's one good kill where the girl gets the shotgun shoved through her, which is fucking cool. <laughs> and everything else is garbage. Um, I don't know, man. This this one did not do it for me this time going through. I was like, shit, I'm, I'm amazed that I didn't like this movie. Because I can remember being a, a little kid. I loved it. And maybe, like you were saying, Mike, maybe it was, uh, it was because Daniel Harrison, as a little kid, maybe I related to her or something. But this time going through, I'm just like, this movie's fucking boring. Like, just get on with it. Come on, do something. Yeah, and but, I'm like, um, I, I didn't want to, like, say that this movie's bad, because it's, it's not a bad, I've seen way, way, way worse shit. Oh, there's, oh, of course, there's worse movies. Yeah, but it's just, you know, there's some good elements about it, but I didn't like the very beginning, I didn't like how they brought Myers back. Um, I like how Daniel Harris and her sister, it's it's a pretty cool little unique new story to the, the franchise. I like that. Right. And then did you mind that they killed off Jamie Lee Curtis? <sighs> yeah, I think it was lazy. I think that they could have explained at literally anything else. Like it would have made more sense in her. Oh, she's dead. What? <laughs> what happened to her? Ah, she, it doesn't matter. She's dead. And I think the ending is, is terrible. I think it's stupid. Because, spoiler alert, I mean, you kind of feel for this Daniel Harris character. You feel for Jamie. And then all of a sudden, in the end, eh, she stabs her stepmother. So. Yeah, she gives no indication None. throughout the movie Absolutely. that she's a fucking psychopath. Yep. And she behaves like a normal little kid. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's good parts in the movie, though, yeah. I think. I like I like the gas station scene, that entire sequence. That's, that's pretty good. Donald Pleasant's in there face-to-face with Michael Myers. That's a good one. Um... There's, they injected a little bit of humor into this one, which I liked. Uh, you know, when he's riding in the truck with the uh, uh, the priest or whatever, the preacher. Right. And uh, he's, he, it's like the only time you see Loomis, like, smile in any of the movies. Like, as soon as he gets a bottle of whiskey, he's like, yeah. See, I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm gonna get some backlash on this. But from here on out, I really don't like Loomis as a character. Like, okay. at all. I, I, I might be with you on because... this. Because... He is useless in like every other sequel. Uh, all he does, and if you rewatch it, maybe you'll agree or disagree, but all he does is like mutter under his breath, like he knows what Michael Myers is gonna do, and like nine times out of ten, he never does that thing. 
Or, like, he always thinks, he's like, well, I already know where he's going to be at. And it's just like, okay, well, do something then. Because he's still killing people. <laughs> so what are you doing? You're not doing anything. It's just, that's just what bugs me. I don't know. That's a great point. He's always like, I've got to go save the girl. Like, yeah. He's got to go save this one girl. In meantime, dozens of people are being butchered. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, just, I find that character so... I love Donald Pleasant as an actor, don't get me wrong. But I just think the Loomis character is just so damn useless. What What is the plan in this movie, right? Once they figure out, okay, this girl is Michael Myers' niece. Michael Myers is coming to kill her, but he's also killing everybody else in Haddonfield. What's the plan of the movie? They board themselves into a house, right? And they're like, oh, I would say the last quarter of the movie, maybe maybe the last third of the movie, takes place just in this house, essentially. And they, they sort of board up this house, and they're all inside, and Michael's getting in killing people, but they don't know that he's inside the house. What were they trying to accomplish by boarding themselves up in this house? Why didn't they just get in a car and fucking leave? Well, I, I think that they were trying to, like, trap him because they knew where he was going to go. But the, I don't I think that was the extent of their plan. <laughs> so so they, they used, like, the nine-year-old girl as bait? Correct. Is that what they did? Correct. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make fucking sense. Just leave town. Just get in the car and just drive. And keep driving. <laughs> and then he won't catch you on Halloween. Yeah. Now, what happens... <clears throat> What happens if it's not Halloween? Will he stop looking for her? I think he just turns off. That's it? Yeah, I think he just falls to the ground. And he just turns off. Just powers down. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. What, Shane, did you like this one? No. <laughs> no? No. Flat? No. Wow, I can't um, believe this. I think this is the first time we've all been in agreement. On <laughs> right, Danielle Harris, right, she's the only reason worth watching it because obviously as a child actor, she was brilliant. And she portrayed a really good character. Other than that, the movie sucked, in my opinion. Um, really poor um, performances by everybody, including Donald Pleasant. Um, because, in my opinion, every time you see him on screen, he just comes across as a dirty old lech. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, Shane. Why? Why is why why is Doc, why is Doctor Loomis a, a child predator? No, I didn't say he was a child predator. I just said he came across as a dirty old lech. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, <laughs> I think Mike has lost his shit. <laughs> oh my god, George, you 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 sort of like this one a little more uh, a little more than we do. Um, I, I, I think anyway. What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on four? Um, it's it's serviceable. It's not good. It's not bad. It's serviceable. It's to me like looking back on it and putting three there. I thought it would have been pretty awesome if Mike came back and used one of the masks from three instead of the shit they gave him <laughs> using four. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, it would have been so much better if he was wearing the fucking jack-o'-lantern mask from 3 than the, the garbage they made him wear in 4. Yeah. But, I mean, now I have a new plot twist. I mean, the way Shane just went off, it would have been better if the plot twist was all of a sudden Michael's protecting Danielle Harris from Donald Pleasance. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Four, four does it. It it is not held up well. I don't think it holds up to repeat viewings. It does. Um, 
you know, I, th I think all the others up to this point, one, two, and three, you can keep watching them, and there's there's a lot of good stuff in each one, uh, and they're enjoyable, and they're more enjoyable the more you watch them. I don't think this one is, you know, I like I, I remembered parts in this movie, uh, I remembered the gas station, I remembered them hiding in the house, but other than that, it fucking, I don't know, it. This movie was a big letdown for me, at least, um, because I remember really liking this, like when I was a kid. Looking and at um, I apparently, apparently, I have really shit tasted movies when I was a kid. Looking at IMDb, the director of this movie, Dwight Little, has quite an extensive um, movie making history. After that, oh yeah, he did uh, *Phantom of the Opera* with Robert Englund. Right, the mediocre one he, from the eighties. Yeah, then he did *Marked for Death* with Steven Seagal. Oh my god, which one's *Marked for Death*? The Jamaican one. Oh yes, and then he did uh, Rapid Fire with uh, Brandon Lee. Uh, is that the one that ended on the train tracks? They're fighting on train tracks, I think. Ah, uh, with Powers Booth, and um, oh, I can't remember who else was in that. And then he wrapped up with Free Willy Two: The Adventure Home. Fuck! <laughs> 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 I also wrote down. I, was, I checked that guy out earlier this week, and he also did Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Oh, God. oh, good God. <laughs> I love these Halloween directors. They get the fucking best shit. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, uh, I'd say four is worth watching, but only in a sense if you're watching all the Halloween movies. You're like, I gotta make it through all of them. Um, this isn't the lowest point. I just I just don't like it. Um, it. Like Probably the most negative thing you could say about this movie is that it's bland and it's mediocre. Yep. Like, it's not so bad you have to watch it. You're just like, I just don't care. Basically, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh. So, that about covers it for uh, for Halloween. Yeah. Uh oh, my random number generator stopped working. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's a good thing because I need to go for a slash. So, I'll be right back. All right, Shane. You get your slash and uh, we'll get this generator back up and yep. running. Oh man, I'm trying to decide. I don't think I can piss because my body's so dehydrated. I'm on my fifth can of seltzer today. You're gonna piss like highlighter. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, as we describe in this house, it's called piss chunks. <laughs> what? Wait, oh yeah, that's when you just piss chunks. That's I've never pissed a chunk are. before. <laughs> you never been that dehydrated. That. No. That's <laughs> also going to be that's also going to be the name of a death metal band I'm coming up piss with it's called Piss Chunks. <laughs> that's fucking... You would buy a Piss Chunks album. Uh, yeah. If it was on vinyl. <laughs> oh hell yeah. If the, if the artwork is good, like if there's actual Piss Chunks on the on the cover, I'd buy it. Well, I just hit the generator. We got a number 4, which is me. So that leaves me with the pleasure of introducing you guys to Halloween 5. All right. Now, as is sort of par for the course in these uh, in these Halloween movies, um, this one picks up not too far after Part Four, and it continues the exact same story, much like Two continued the story of One, Four, Four, uh, Five continues the story of Four. So again, we've got Daniel Harris back um, as the same character. Uh, I believe her name is Jamie Lloyd. I think that's what they're calling her now. I don't know. She's Michael Myers' niece. And um, it's a year later, and Michael Myers is coming back for Halloween, and he's hunting her down. Now, you may be asking, how does he come back? Because they shot him with, like, a thousand bullets, and then he fell down a well. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> which is a really dumb ending. We didn't bring this up last time, yeah. but they 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 get their way. They cleared that problem real easy. He fell out into a river and got picked up by an old blind man and uh, nursed back to health, much in the style of like Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, when even the blind old man takes him in. Um, so uh, so Michael Myers co- goes back and he's gonna finish the job by uh, by finally taking out his niece. And, um, it's, this movie can best be described as just, like, slasher chaos. This movie is fun. It's a blast. It doesn't take itself too serious. It's like, we're going out, we're having a bunch of murders, you guys are here to watch a movie, so we're gonna bring, we're gonna bring the gore, we're gonna bring the kills, we're gonna bring fucking car chases, special effects, all kinds of stuff's gonna go on, you guys are gonna have a blast. The mask does not look like shit in this one. All positive. And, um, and yeah, uh, Halloween 5 is absolutely worth checking out. It is a fucking fun movie to watch, and that's the best way I could sell it, because, listen, we're not going to get Halloween 1 again. You're not going to go back to the brilliance of the filmmaking and all that. We're here to have some good slasher time, and that's about that. So, Mike, what did you think about Halloween 5? Well, you forgot to mention that uh, Michael Myers drives a muscle car in this. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> um, but other, otherwise, once again, Dr. Loomis should be blown up in the second one. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, and Michael Myers really shouldn't exist because they had a whole arsenal of motherfuckers putting bullets into him. Falls down a well, and they just like probably look over and like, ah, he's dead. Um, <laughs> they never bothered to look. Like, yeah, where would he go? If, he fell in the well. Because if they did, they would have found no body. Because he just crawls out, goes into a river, and you know. Um, once again, I really did like Daniel Harris in this, and I think some of the characters are fun because you're just rooting for everybody to die. But I think it has some pretty pretty bad pacing, <laughs> especially in the whole uh, like barn scene. Or they're like having sex yeah. and it's like straight up softcore porn, and I'm just like yes. waiting for it to get over with. I'm like, all right, this is they're they're banging. I get it. Now is a good time for Michael Myers to come in and just kill them. But no, the scene goes on for like another ten minutes. And um, while the characters are fun because you want them to die, I don't know any really likable characters in this besides Daniel Harris and that little boy Billy. Yep. Um, drives a muscle car. Uh, <laughs> and he's really enjoying it it has some cool kills like the guy uh the, the guy he steals a muscle car from he just puts that like claw thing in his face which is pretty awesome um i think the story's stupid i think the whole psychic connection thing with daniel harris and michael myers i think that's pointless i think that's so stupid yeah um but yeah i i i would say halloween 4 i'd give like a 6 out of 10 this i'd give strong five out of ten and loomis is still as useless as ever i think i'm with you on that mike i i, I like this one better than four like i like i mentioned it's fun it's it's a fun movie it's stupid it sort of reminds me of like um friday the 13th like six or seven you know when you get into that like sweet spot and like <laughs> yeah. the story the story is really dumb it doesn't matter you just say yeah we're gonna watch jason kill a bunch of stuff some of it's gonna be funny that's what five that's what halloween five is it's just like we're we're having a blast there's ridiculous kills. The plot is fucking nonsense, um, so you don't even have to pay attention to that. And uh, and and yeah, the rest of it is just a fucking good time. Shane, did you watch five? 
I did, yeah. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with it, to be quite honest. Uh, Daniel Harris, mm-hmm. she was okay. Um, Loomis, dirty old lech. Um, basically, <laughs> it was just fucking... I just thought it was pretty piss poor in comparison to the other ones. Did Loomis's makeup get, like, get, um, like... <laughs> Did they make his face look less fucked up in this one? I'm trying yeah, to remember. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it it didn't look right. Makeup just they didn't. It was the continuity error as well. Yeah, like they yeah. tried to pass him off as like Two Face from Batman. Like only yeah. since it only blew up on one side of his face. Like <laughs> I guess fire didn't reach the other <laughs> side of his face. Side. <laughs> yeah, it blew up on his good side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. it's <laughs> Somebody's got to go back and check if if the hand that they made all fucked up is the hand it that is. is holding the lighter. It is. In. Oh, it is. Because yes. I okay. that was I'm a big continuity guy, so <laughs> I was like, ah, they better get this right. <laughs> they better get this right. Yeah. Not not to mention the fact that he fucking blew up. <laughs> yeah, he fucking blew up too. So, um, George, what do you think of Halloween Five? Um, it's probably my least favorite outside of uh, Resurrection of the Halloween franchise. Um, Myers is somehow he seems like a lot bigger <laughs> in this one. Like he's a much bigger stature. The mask is back to back to normal. Finally, it had some pretty good farm equipment kills. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, Loomis is just annoying. It's like either he's evil or it's, <laughs> it's nothing. It's, 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 it's a good, he's evil. <laughs> The epitome of evil. He's dark. Oh, we know that already. You said it five times in the previous movie. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't, I don't think of it as a fun horror movie at all. All the characters are just, you want them to die. You just, I don't like this one at all. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm, I, I'm, I thought there was some good stuff in this. I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's not a good movie. But um, but there, I thought there was some stuff that really stood out. Like I love in the end, or towards the end, when Loomis like he sets a trap for Michael Myers and he's and he's holding the little girl at to, much to Shane's uh, <laughs> what did he call him a, a dirty old lech? <laughs> yeah. He's he's dragging the little girl around the house. Come and get her, Michael. <laughs> you want the girl? You want the girl? <laughs> he's like leads him into a room. And essentially, like, pulls a lever down, and a fucking chain drops on him. And then he and fucking then he sh- dies again. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots him with the fucking trank darts, and then starts beating him over the head with a 2 by 4 it, It's it's hilarious, man. I fucking laughed my ass off. It was, I thought that was the funniest shit. It was the first time that he took off his mask, too, I think. Yeah, yeah and he looked, he, no burn damage on Michael, Those by the way. bandages so were high quality. Yeah. I think it was a really cold fire, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Lots of neosporin. Yeah. The mask probably helped his actual face. Maybe the, just the mask burned off, and his yeah. face was fine. Right, 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 right. I do like the uh, Daniel Harris little him, her, and him in the end, though. Like her running around the house and stuff in that uh, laundry chute. The yeah, the laundry chute is great. Yeah, that's when awesome. she's like she's hiding in it and trying to climb in it, and he's stabbing into the laundry chute. Yeah. That's fucking classic. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I had such a good time watching this movie. So much more than four. Um, I liked it. I don't know. It was dumb. You turn your brain off for some of these things, and this is definitely one of them. But I guess maybe it's not for everybody. 